Before getting into today's episode, we just wanted to warn you that this is definitely an explicit episode. Uh, there was a multitude of bad and vulgar words used throughout uh, the duration of this conversation, but we didn't want to edit everything out with a bunch of bleeps to uh, take away from how good of an episode it really is. Um, so with that being said, please enjoy this episode with our guy Tyus. Thank you for tuning back into the Walk On Pod. Uh, I'm Luka Dolovich. Uh, with me is Jared Waters and Tommy Ball, as always. And today we have another very special guest with us today. Um, we're, we're back in the KI Hoops catalog. And, and I think uh, some would argue that this is probably the toughest one-on-one KI Hoops guard uh, in the catalog. I think there there would be some people that, that are going to argue that. But uh, I, mm-hmm. I also think that he, he, he has a really strong case for himself. Uh, we have our main man, Tyus Milhall, with us today. Uh, dress to impress, might I add, too. Tyus, man, what's up? <laughs> yes, sir. No, appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. I feel like this one's long overdue, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes. Oh, Tyus man, is a busy think... man. You know, you just wait your turn. You know, you just, as a, as a shooter, you know, next man up mentality, you just, I knew it was coming. You know, I'm just sitting here in the corner and you guys finally passed me the ball. So I'm, just, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, you're yeah, saying man, you didn't like uh, my seven dribble move combo to my sidestep you didn't like that yeah 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 i we'll get into that man that's just that's elite elite it's crazy uh, but i will you know ty, ty go ahead yeah man let's let's hear we leave the floor to you you don't have to be bad yeah i mean i guess we could start right there i mean just i feel like um just especially in this area uh the last couple of years i've been coaching and training, picking it up. And um, it's just, there's, there's groups of kids that train with certain people that, you know, act a certain way on the court and off the court and, you know, carry themselves a certain way. And their egos are a little bit, you know, bigger than probably how they should be. And then there's, you know, players that train with the guys that have been around this area for a while. Like for, for instance, you and shine that have, you know, Back in the day, started at what, like 24-hour fitness or whatever in Folsom, and then, you know, built it all the way up to where you guys are training NBA guys and, and, and so on and so forth. Like, I think that, like, circling back to the point here, just simple is better. Like, doing all this, you know, like, all these cone, cone work and, and, like, you know, these dribble combos, like you were saying, like, this shit might work once every six games, but a direct step with a low gathering to a, you know, a Euro or a finish that that'll translate into a game is more beneficial than you sitting there, you know, going to cone to cone through legs, through legs, through legs, like that stuff, you know, you can really do, you know, on your own. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you're trying to get to that next level, um, especially from what I've seen as a trainer in the last couple of years and then helping, helping you train your groups is simple is better. And I think that, throughout this whole podcast, I'll definitely reference that quote right there. It's like simple is better. So it's, you know, it's, it's It's a good way to to start, you know, it's, it's funny that that's where you start though, because, um, I think a lot (laughs) of people for like ever (laughs) look, look, your, your bag is not a simple bag. Like (laughs) it started simple though, you know, like for me, it was, I, I was lucky. Like my dad was, the head coach of a high school basketball program and he ran his feeder program like a mini military so like 
the fundamentals were, and, and back then, you know how it was like when we grew up, like our generation, like that FIBA group, that talents group, that little junior Bruins group, that was the last layer of kids that had like a good sound foundation of like being able to establish a pivot foot with both feet. Not a single fucking high school kid, excuse my language. Even the first team, all league, all state, they can't establish a pivot foot with their off with their off leg. But but they might even have like a couple D1 offers. Like it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. I love the can I love the candidate nature of this yeah. uh, of this interaction. I've, for sure. I know Jared's getting a kick out of this one. Yeah. Um, but so Ty, so, you know, we could talk, we could complain about that all day, but uh, I think the yeah. other thing kind of to that kind of steer, we, you know, you have a great story. Um, you were a great player in high school, um, hit some bumps in the road, uh, and then ended up at, uh, a California Juco that was like one of the most feared Juco's and kind of just tell us about that experience because I, I personally believe like you were whether you were fully prepared in high school or not, it was no doubt after going to the school you went to for junior college that like you were going to do well uh, wherever you went. So kind of give no. us some of that, some of that knowledge yeah. that you got. For me, from where like, you went. Yeah, no, for sure. So for me, especially growing up, one thing like piece of advice I'd give to kids is like the high school fast life or like the high school, like, partying, going out with girls, like the the little short shit going on, on weekends, like skipping practice here and there, like shit like that. It's uh it's really not it's not worth it. Like that's that's what for me when I was in high school, I mean you can look it up. I played for one of the best AAU programs in the West Coast at Arizona Power under John Ortega, you know, like then going in high school, like I had some crazy games where I was dropping, you know, 40 on Chemezi Metu and Lawn Lawndale and then having big games against, you know, like Wood Creek and Noah Blackwell were in the same league as like Jordan Ford. Like, so my, my recruiting was actually pretty picked up pretty well. The main thing with me is I didn't have grades and I didn't want to go to class. So me and my parents butt heads and then, you know, everyone kind of knows ended up just having to go to boarding school to finish my school out. So any division one or division two that was once talking to me, they look my name up and it's like, mental rehabilitation center like bro, i'm crossed off the list like they think i'm psycho like like they think i'm like gone which no it is just grades and family issues and you know we figured it out so i had to settle up and go to like you said fresno city and going from you know having a lot of d1 and d2 interest to being like low man on the totem pole at fresno city like i went to you know the academy i was at state mvp yada yada terrible division don't even don't even have the state ring anymore. Like don't could really care less about that situation. But going into Fresno city, like Ed Manick was one of the most, like you said, you said feared colleges. I don't, I don't even think it was that like, no one really feared us. Like they feared our head coach. Like Ed Manick was crazy. Like scary. scary. So he, he looked at me and kind of saw himself, which was even more kind of messed up. So he gave me like the hardest path possible at Fresno city. Like he was, he, and he was killing me, bro. Killing me like practice and games. Like, you know how it is. Uh, or I don't know if you know or not. So you make a mistake. It, 
at Fresno City, your whole five is coming out of the game. Like you make a turnover or you might like you may think you shoot a good shot and you miss your whole five is coming out of the game. So you got your teammate like, hey, bro, don't fucking take another bad shot because we're all coming out. Like we're all coming out of the game. I'm like, I just shot an open three, bro. Like, I don't know what you mean. Like it was in transition. I'm wide open. Like, yeah, I missed. But like, how is that a bad shot? So there'd be some games where I'm like on fire. Like there's a couple of games where literally I had like 37, 38 points in 12, 13 minutes. And then there'd be some games where I played nine, nine minutes and had eight points. Like, so it was, it was crazy, but um, we had a lot of talent and uh, the discipline and, and the culture that he created with kind of being over the top, like really pushed us to become like brothers. So we, we lived together as about, we lived right there at the road, no cap. We lived off West and Clinton in Fresno. Like the crime rate was ridiculous. It was nuts. Like, so it was, it, it was wild. And then you got seven guys living in the house and it was, uh, <laughs> it was like a jungle, bro. It, it was nuts. So you'd come home and be like, yo, you hear what coach said to so-and-so today? Da, 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 da. So it'd always be an interaction with a coach or a player at Fresno City, they, they let us throw hands. So, like, we figured shit out by throwing hands. And, it, it, and guys guys got caught, and then guys put their arm around each other and walked home together. Like, that was just kind of the culture that, that Maddox had there. And it was – some, some would call it psychotic, but, I mean, the guy is literally the number one winningest Juco coach in the history of Juco at 30 wins a season. So, I mean, shit works. So, it's uh, it was tough, though. I mean – it was tough. So, I mean, I, I had good success there. And then um, on the Missouri Western, you know, I, I ended up going out to a Division II Missouri Western. It's in the MIAA. It's one of the better. Yeah, go Griffs. Go Griffs, baby. Go. Yeah, shout out Griffs. Shout out Griffins. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I had a personal connection with the head coach. The head coach coached me in AAU for the AAU program I played, uh, like, with, like, Marcus Howard and, Marvin Bagley, Tyrell Henderson, Mitch Lightfoot, guys like that. Um, Cameron Satterwhite, your boy, uh, Luke. Um, so he kind of got the head job there. I was his first call. And then uh, I was recruited to be a point guard. So I played point guard all spring, all summer. And then uh, going up into the season, I started, started as point guard. And then I get injured and this – Point guard under me is like nice. Like this kid's nice. His name's Tyrell Carroll, one of my boys. Uh, helped us, you know, get for the the four seed when I was a senior. But his freshman year is a little erotic. This kid comes from comes from Omaha, butts head, but he stole my spot like straight up. Just freshman stole my spot as a junior. So I, I either had to, you know, I had two choices. I had, I could fucking sit there and cry about it, or I could be the best shooter there was on the team and embrace the two spot and continue to have more playing time. Cause the way he was playing, it was like freshman of the year status. So there wasn't anything that I could really do to, to, to win the coaches over. Like they were, they were high on this guy. So me being me, you know me, I'm going to shoot the ball. So I, I, I just ended up being the two man and the six man and coming off the bench. And then towards the end of the year, my junior year, I started picking it up and then, Ever since then, I, I probably averaged close to like 17 to 20 throughout the regular season in conference. But um, it took a while. It took a while to, to, to get acclimated to that that high level, that high division two 
fast pace, you know, very technical basketball out in the Midwest where it's a whole bunch of former D2 coaches or D1 coaches, D1 kickbacks. So it's, it's, it was legit. And then um, ended up, you know, having a good senior year, set, setting a couple of records for shooting and single, single game and single season records and stuff like that. So I uh, ended up overachieving and then, um, yeah, and then COVID hit, bro, which was really unfortunate. We were, we were in contact all the time trying to figure out what yeah. what my next move was. And it was kind of like, for me, it was devastating, bro. Like you put your whole life in to like a goal and to get to the highest level possible, which is pro. And then you get opportunities and the whole nation, the whole world shuts down like tough gyms you know gyms shut down you gotta you know shelter in place and stuff like that it was that was you know prime 2020 prime covid and um it was kind of for me in the back of my mind i still had the dream alive but kind of just went away and i started you know coaching and training and trying to help just give back to the youth as much as i can and kind of give them as much free game as i can and hopefully kids learn from you know the mistakes i made and the mistakes and the stories that I've told them and they they do good with with what they got. So I like it. so um I mean like Jared said, amazing story. Um and I think it's still being written is the best part, honestly. Like we off camera and, and all of us are super close and all that, but like we talk about the work Ty's does and trying to, you know, like he said help kids take the next step, whether they know what they're doing or not. Um, having someone that has been through different experiences uh, do that. But the, the thing that I like the most about that story is we, we've had multiple stories on here, including myself, that it's someone went down, I was given an opportunity, and I took full advantage of it, where this is, you were on the opposite end of that. You were the guy that went down, and, and you had to find a way to adapt and, and make yourself useful and effective in, in another way. Because like you said, whether you liked it or not, the guy who did step up took advantage of that opportunity and, and made the most For of sure. it. And so instead of making, like taking that personally or, or saying, oh, the coaches, they're stupid. And like, don't they remember what I was doing before I got hurt? Like it was, okay, what do I got to do? So we can compliment each other. And I feel like that's why you were successful. Like that mindset is, is something you don't see anymore. No, for sure. It's definitely uh Definitely bred throughout the years of, you know, seeing how my dad ran his programs, trainings with Jared, even back in the day, like back in the day, I used to go to trainings at, uh, with Ron Nelson and train against like Daryl and, and, uh, Dakari and, and Darren Johnson and, and that crew. And, uh, they would throw me in the fire, bro. Like they'd make me cry. They'd fucking pretty much beat me up in those, in those sessions. It was no, like no mercy. So like stuff like that toughened me up. KI groups toughened me up, definitely Rashid's trainings and, and just their mentorship. Like not, not many guys will take five to 10 minutes out of the training to just give you free game that like is going to translate in life. Like that's the thing, like it's always going to translate on the court with, with Shine and Jared, but it, for the most part, it always translates to life. Like, and that's what I love about basketball because it's so easy to translate to you know, like school or a life scenario. Cause it's just like, you put the work in, you, put, you most likely have, you know, good opportunities and success. You don't, you're just, you're not going to be that good at basketball unless you're, you know, somebody who's just talented and just doesn't pick up a basketball, which is rare. So. Yeah. 
I also think too, like the it's definitely different now. I think Ty's you're not to go backwards, but I I think your age was probably kind of the last from my perspective of where junior college was really like the only option if you messed up. Like I remember that's how it was when I played. Like prep schools weren't a thing. Post grad prep schools weren't a thing. Old back years was not a thing when I was went to junior college. I'm much older, but it was like it was like if you didn't make it you're going to junior college and you don't really have any other choices. And it was like, you're going to junior college because either you messed up your grades or you're a psycho or you just weren't good enough. (laughs) It was like, Ed Maddox used to say, you're here for a reason because nobody else wanted you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I also think like, so to me, like getting that, um, and I'm just kind of like piggybacking off of Luke and all the other things we talked about, like, getting that like slap of reality as your first experience of college, it like really prepares you for all those other things you're talking about. Like you, if you didn't, I firmly believe if you didn't go to Fresno city, then you may not have handled the Missouri Western situation as well and been as successful because I know in my situation, it was the same thing. Like I come in thinking I'm going to play like there are starting five all in division one. So like I didn't play as a freshman in college, you know, like, out of junior college is like, I wasn't ready and things like that. So it's like, it's, I definitely think like you, you have been in basketball for so long, but um, I also think like you've, you've taken, you've had so many good reality checks uh, in the situations you've been in that it kind of translates, like you said, to now you're giving back. And it's like, I know from my experience with Luke and you and Tom, like, if I didn't go through the stuff I went through and the struggles I went through, I wouldn't be able to resonate with what I say. It would all sound hollow. Right. And so yeah. I feel like that's for you now. You're everything you're saying to these kids, some of them it's gonna go in one ear and not the other. But the the Luke's and the mini Tyuses and the Tommies of the world are gonna like really hold on to that stuff. So I think it's dope that that your path has like created that that next path, you know. No, for sure. Yeah. No, I um it's definitely great, especially I was coaching a, a kind of like a feeder program to Oak Ridge, but we were so good that we were beating all these like big time travel teams like across the West Coast. And um, it was just, it felt good to to do it the right way again. And like the parents were all a little younger, um, you know, like mid mid thirties, early thirties. Uh, maybe one parent was over over 50 but all like younger parents and they're all like dude you can you can cuss my kid out if you need to you know like they don't listen to me like they they listen to you for whatever reason which I like that and I like to you know get kids because you know a lot of those Eldorado kids they got everything so they you know act a certain way so their their parents kind of let me handle them and let me coach them the way the way I coach them and uh we had a hell of a year, man. We we start our first session was about two and a half years ago, and it was terrible. We lost probably every game by twenty, but we did the right thing. Like we were all practice, like we lost the right way, and it was devastating for them. But picked it up, got another practice, and then you know a couple of kids started developing, getting more mature too, which helped. And uh, we were traveling on the circuit future as a feeder program, like kicking some pretty good teams' butts and you know, Arizona and Washington and, and big times, big time stuff. So I think like, since I like full circle, like, I think there's hope, like there are groups of people and parents that are still 
not delusional about their kids and their kids' success. But that's that's part of the, the thing too. Like back in the day, it was more like your parents would try to help you put put you in success. But like if basketball didn't work out, there was always another path. Like you said, like now it's like, okay, basketball doesn't work out. Okay, I'll go prep school and then I'll go grad grad year and then I'll go uh, red shirt at a JUCO. Then I'll play one year at a JUCO. And then you're sitting there at age 22 and you have three years of eligibility for a D1 or D2. It's crazy. Like, so like nowadays it's way different and the paths and the opportunities are way, you know, more vast than it was for us back in the day, which I think it's good for kids, but I think it's, it's more like just mass producing a whole bunch of kids that are just unfortunately going to sit and like, I wouldn't say die. That sounds terrible. But sit and you know fall off in the portal. Yeah. And well, like Matt, it masks the problem. It doesn't fix yeah, the problem. Yeah. It just like masks yeah. the problem. Honestly, you know, honestly, you know what it what it really does too. Which it, I mean, this oh, is a God. whole other conversation. It's 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 just, it's a term we like to call dream weaving. It's it's allowing <laughs> it's allowing a a dream that's really not possible or reality to continue to be possible in reality because like yeah, you said I don't I all my dream weavers if, out there man but, yeah uh, i call um, this is why i didn't want to bring it up false sense of reality that's what we call it false yeah, a lot of dream weavers in this world i, just, I appreciate them <laughs> look so like but that's what i'm saying like like you're saying if if in in you with the juco case that you're talking about like if if you didn't have offers or if if something happened or whatever it was that you had to go to juco that was the option and you knew if i wanted my dream to continue i had to make it work out here and that's that why was your last people, stop <laughs> and that was the yeah, thing. but that's yeah, why yeah. when people talk about juco basketball specifically like usually older than me and beyond it's like oh you gotta be a dog to make it out of juco yeah. and like you don't hear that anymore and that's what you're no. saying. That's kind of what you're alluding to. No, so it's like, sure. it, it, I don't know. It, it's definitely a different dynamic. Uh, but I also wanted to go back on what you were talking about with the parents saying that you were allowed to cuss their kids out and like that they listen to you and stuff. I think it boils down to two things. I think one, there's there's a validation in being able to say, I've been in your shoes and genuinely having that experience. Like you can sit yeah. there and tell these kids, like I've been in your shoes and you're well like you know honest. like we played each other feeder program to feeder program like it was right. different back in the day like it was we were all in help side talking on defense like see yeah. nancy ball like it was it was different like that was the standard like nowadays right. the standard is like you know doing that fucking marcellus howard jump through the layup, through the layup, layup. <laughs> you know my boy shout out shout out to no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, these kids will go out there and, like, do all this crazy shit. And then they go in the game and they travel six times in a row right when they touch the ball because they don't know how to fucking stop. Like, I don't, I don't get it. So, uh, Tyus doesn't speak for the walk on pod. We can't wait to have you on as a guest, man. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, wait, um, so, so that's point number one, I think. Okay. But yeah. Let's get to second, point two. <laughs> the second point is, you so we live in an age and i think we've all touched that we kind of hate this part of basketball we live in an age where social media drives how good of a basketball player you are and if these kids go to your instagram they can see how good of a basketball player you are so again it's not like just some random dude that's sitting here telling me oh that's not gonna work you could go look up tyus milholland and there are clips of him being a bucket so it's like i will listen to him so (laughs) i think your mixtape was tough i won't lie tyus you got a great senior mixtape man 
what happened? You got a great senior mixtape, college mixtape. Your yeah, senior yeah, mixtape yeah. is tough. So I, I got lucky. Like the main dude who did all the video editing for all of the stuff decided, like he fucks with me. Like he's, he, that's my boy. So he like, we were talking. He's like, you cannot tell anyone I'm doing this for you. And I was like, no, like you're good, bro. I was like, can you just make sure it's like all HD clips? And then he came out with that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is like, this is next level. Like there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of, like this was before, like, like this was before. Yeah, this is like, like I never forget like, that mix. Yeah. What, yeah. What's popping, Jack Harlow? That is, that is true though, Luke. Like a lot of kids, I'll, I'll just follow them on Instagram or something. And they might think I'm some random when they meet me and then they'll see my page and they'll be like, Oh shit! Like this guy with the beard and ponytail back in the day, like he was—he knew what he, he had was the doing. man like, bun out there taking charges and shooting sidesteps. Yeah, facts. Pullback, dude. I had some crazy, like almost, almost like I wouldn't say. I, I don't know. It was it was detrimental to my health with, when I heard this comment. So I was, but I hear it a lot. But like lately, I've been hearing it too much because like now, I, you know, I got some pounds. I'm like two fifteen. You know, it's a little swole. Like I hold my kid on this arm and this arm. That's my workout. That's what I, that's how I get my pump. And uh, that's all I do, right? Like I don't I don't do skill work. I don't get to the gym, guys. So I I pull up to men's league games with with 15 minutes left in the first quarter and or, or in the first half. You know, five minutes late, no warm up, and I leave I leave the gym with 30 regardless every single time. Not even question. <laughs> At least six to seven assists as well. So this is what's been happening to me lately, guys. I refs and and people from the stands, uh, like the audacity is crazy. Hey, man, like I'm I'm gonna keep it real. I never thought that you would be good at just looking at you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like I've heard it. I'm not even kidding. The last like three Sundays, like I've been going off for sure. But like, it's been almost disrespectful. Like, like are you kidding? Yeah. Like I, I'm hit. I, it's not like I have like 15 or 20 points. Like I'm having 30 to 40. Like <laughs> I get, I don't look the part, but like I'm, I'm him like in this scenario, you know, like, so we can, we can, it, it kills me. It makes me want to shake. Uh, this is the most tiredest explanation. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you don't even have the excuse living in Missouri. You're not eating cheese curds anymore. Hey, just let me know when the next uh, college and pro group is Jared. I'm hopping in. <laughs> That was one of I my need... favorite. Hey, one of my one of my uh, recent favorite stories was when I had Tyus pull up to a nay workout. It was, when was this? It was nay Tyus. I don't remember who, Bryson. It was. It was. It was. It was post COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we played. I, was, I, was, I wasn't in terrible shape. Yeah. No, you were good. But uh, Tyus, I wanted. I also wanted to ask you, kind of, since we we're kind of jumping around, but I want to. Um, you, you're in, you're in the AU space, you're in the training space. Um, we asked, we have asked other people this before, and I'm curious cause you're a little younger and a little bit different perspective. Um, what you said, there is hope. What is the one thing that you would change or the one thing that you think can, can write the ship for youth basketball? Um, I would just say, you know, that's, yeah, that's a really good question. And I think that it's something that like uh, parents um, of any kid that's playing a sport in general, not even just basketball, should definitely ask themselves. Um, I think it starts 
like I've been saying, it's like with a foundation, like you have to build it from the ground up. Like it, it can't, you can't go in and think that you're going to like have all this success in a rec league or whatever league it is, comp league, AAU, travel ball. Like you have to have a good core of, um, you know, like you got to have a bag of fundamentals. Like you have to be able, I, I keep saying it, like you have to be able to establish the pivot foot with both feet. You have to be able to manipulate a defender, you know, without dribbling. Like, you know, like kids, I, I don't remember the last time I've seen a kid like ball fake two or three times in a possession. Like it's just so many lost arts of the game that were taught to us. Like the first thing you do is establish a pivot foot, maybe do a, you know, ball fake, you know, fake high, go low. Like that was one of the things you always, you always heard just like, so, I mean, to, to, to cheat the code, I, I say, get in with somebody who has a, has a, a past, that's valid obviously like you can look them up on anything and be like okay shit they're they train pros or they're they're certified they they train you know marquise chris or they train luke abdolovich who's in the g league or you know they're um they see your instagram and the stuff that you did with that that group of vista kids and getting them you know gb the, the academy of art uh will the FLC and then Sac State, uh, Luke to NAU and then um, UOP now G League. Like literally seeing kids that were from the same areas that we're at or grew up at, like in this area, not too long ago, have success. There was a reason, and it's because you you taught the little things. Like even you hounded the little things. Like today, if we all got in a group, we'll probably direct step and do a regular layup to start because that's what, like, that's what you do. Like, that's what, that's how we start. Like, so, and even like your warm up, like everyone knows the Jared warm up. You come in and you do the Jared warm up. Like there's no cheating. There's no LeBron James pill. Okay. There's no, there's no here. You're LeBron James. Here's take your pill to come LeBron. No, like, <laughs> no. That's a good board. No, oh, I love this. Buy the LeBron James pill. It's not. It's not for sale. It's not a thing. So, like, you have to put the work in with somebody who's been there and has success and has a a backpack full of names that is like Tommy Ball, Tyus Milholland, other kids that flew under the radar, but but made it. Like they made it out. You know, like it's it's crazy. But even you know, just all of us like we made it to that next level, regardless of division one, division two, like we made it and we had success at that level. So to, to me, like nowadays, that's more valuable than, you know, the Juco stuff, just because Juco is just another a prep school at this point now, you know, but yeah. like we said, that's another, that's another story for another day. But yeah, I just say finding a, finding a trainer, finding a group, like a, a group of coaches or a program, that teaches basketball the right way. And um, they're not going to cheat you. Like they're not going to blow smoke up your ass. They're going to, they're going to hold you accountable to them, whether you're the 12th guy on the team or the first guy on the team. Um, it, and it's, it's hard, man, especially AAU in high school. Now it's very political, very, very, very political. So um, yeah, that's, 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 that's probably what I would say. Just definitely find, find your, find your group and stay true to that group and um 
if that, you know, if that coach or that trainer or both of them are, you know, doing the right thing, it's definitely going to pay off if you, you know, just stay true to that person in the process. Great answer. Man, I, I, lo- I love, of- I love hearing, I love hearing the knowledge dropped from yeah, Tyus in, in this coach era he has entered in just because, you know, Luke, Luke didn't, Luke didn't get to experience coach Sherry Milhone and I'm a Sherry Milhone product. So hearing, you didn't play, you didn't play for Sherry's freshman team at Oak Ridge though, is what I'm trying to say. And, and hearing, hearing yeah. the knowledge that Tyus is dropping <laughs> right now is taking me back to my freshman year with Sherry. And Sherry is still probably my favorite coach I ever had in high school. I absolutely love Sherry, but like it is just it it is no surprise to me that Tyus is having success as a coach in in the El Dorado Hills area. And even like Tyus and I go way back. Honestly, I think I, honestly I know I met Tyus before I met Luke or Jared, and back at the Oak Ridge yeah. camp when I was in whatever grade. And Tyus was a sophomore on varsity, the coolest dude in the the town. Everyone knew who he was, and he's giving me tips at the Oak Ridge camp and I'm like, man, like this is, this is freaking cool. Like, so I just love, I love seeing this ties. Like it's, it's, it's so awesome for me. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, I'm blessed to be in a position to kind of help give back. And it's, um, it's been a blessing, bro. And it's kind of like you said, it's from the foundation and how I grew up in, in a feeder program and being in probably like these kids think that, you know, they've, they think that hardwood nowadays was like, like I'm around bro. Like hardwood's weak nowadays. Like back in the day we had Noah Blackwell, uh, Jordan Ford, you know, Trey Finch, the predators, you know, jackets at hardwood palace was Yellow like, Yellow was undefeated. Force. Force. real hoops. These teams were stacked. Real stacked. hoops, man. Hey, now, nowadays, bro. And it's no, no knock. Like this shit's rec league, and I feel bad because back in the day, that shit was the highest level. That was the highest level. So it's yeah, it uh, it's crazy well, that it's, it, it's, it's that much it's, different. I feel now. bad. I think I think there's also an art to to kind of what Tommy's saying because like we talk about you know going from playing and, and transitioning to to what's next in life a lot and like i think there's an art to to what tyus is doing what jared's done for so many years what shine does like we had him on like there's a lot of people that found their way in hoops and, and were it was able to make it happen for themselves and, and took knowledge from other people but there's not always a lot of people that can then turn it into leading the way for the next generation and like i do think there's an art to that so like you're saying tom like it's awesome to see tyus be able to be the person he is today because yeah. there's a lot of people that would could have had the same exact path and then when the ball stops bouncing for them have no idea how to relay it so right. i do think there's an art to that and like it's it's honestly probably pretty underappreciated um you know and i hope jared and tyus you guys both feel the appreciation and reap the benefits through other people because i don't think it's it's always highlighted as much as it should be no for sure i mean um it I, I always get a couple of random texts from the parents that I used to coach, like, man, we miss you. Like this program that we're at right now, or it's a money grab. Like it's not, it's not the same. Like we're not getting the same experience. Um, unfortunately, I just, I steered away from the youth and just now I'm kind of on to high school, just trying this last year and a half, just trying to help kids get to the next level. Um, like I, like we're talking about if kids want to get to that next level. Like there are so many options, but, 
it goes down to kind of what I said at the beginning of the beginning of the video is like, if you're not putting in the work, you can have all these colleges you're emailing and talking to, they're going to see your game film. They're going to see you can't dribble with your left hand. They're going to see you can't split the defense. They're going to see you can't, you know, read out of a split screen or they're, they're going to see you don't, you know, you just, you can't read a situation. So, I mean, that's what kind of through, through coaching and, and training that I try to, you know, teach my kids is, is real game scenarios that you're going to see in a game. Maybe like one thing that, that I know kind of helps and, and helps me be a good trainer is like back in the day, Shine and Jared, like for personal, they'd be like, you know, so where, where do you get the ball in your offense? Like where, where are you getting the ball like in the game? Okay, so let's wrap this. Let's wrap this scenario. Let's okay. The big drops, or you know, the big stepping up, like whatever, whatever the case is, whatever the scenario is, you rep it. So then, like us in game, it's, it's just routine. Just because, and now it's like, like I said, like with the cone work and the seventeen dribble combos, like it's just unrealistic. Like it, it it's a, uh, it's like it kills me, bro. It, it kills, it, it kills me. I feel bad. Like, like. Jared's like, I don't feel bad. Like I'm, I, maybe I'll get there one day. Like I feel fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I feel yeah, you're still so young. Hey, you're still so hey. young. This is a heartless. Okay. <laughs> like, Jared, I feel yeah. bad. You didn't even have to ask the question today. Like I'm a dick. I, I am like, I'm, I'm hard on kids and I'm like, like I'm, you know, I'm me. Like I, I could take it too. Like if, if someone's, you know, if someone was willing to, you know, cuss me out or this, that, or that, like, I'm going to sit there, you know, yes, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Blah, blah, blah. But like, I just, I just don't, it just kills me. It kills me. Cause they just put in like, like Jared said, like, oh yeah, a lot of kids come to me fucked up. And it's like, I unfortunately haven't been able to train a kid. I actually I have a couple, I won't say that where it's like they're coming to me and they're just hella good. And it's just like the funnest thing ever to train this kid. Like there's a couple of kids I have that like that where it's like, yes, we are. Like you said, now you have all this shit down. We are working on the bink, 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 bink. You know, like we're going to work on a couple of things like that. But like if you're not there, you, you can't even manipulate your defender. Then we, we're not going to work on stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely a blessing to be in this position and try, try to help kids get the message across to kids that there is a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And there is a reason that kids are successful. There's a reason that kids drop off or don't have success. And it's a product of who you're coached by and who you're trained by for sure. T Millie hoops, man. Tap in. Tap in. Hey. T Millie hoops. We're here. We're here. Hey. Like the oh God. Anyways, I like that. is it that time? Oh. Well, I I want to leave you one into that time with a question. So, Tyus, again, we talk about it all the time. You know, guys get in front of the camera, they start to be a little bit humble. Tyus alluded to a few of the records he set. So, Tyus, let's just let's just let's just talk about it. Senior year, so the three point records. Uh, what what exactly yeah. were they? You don't so, have to just say you set uh, some records. Like, what were they? So I definitely would have went out with forty percent from three, but I'm thirty nine point like eight. Because my my last game, I went like four for eleven from three. Like I just jacked them up, just jacked them up. I probably went like seven for twenty one from the field or something. I don't remember what it was, but I my last couple of games kind of got trigger happy. I was confident and I was feeling good senior year going into conference. So I kind of shot my percentage a little bit, but um, 
but yeah so record wise i mean i don't know i don't know for the half because like there i have to have a record breaking half like all of it ncaa i've never been able to like do it i've flicked it up a couple of times can't find anything on it but the the half the, the game i broke the single game record for my school it was 10 made field 10 made threes um it was nine but i made i made 10 that game and um i can't remember uh that game they said i broke the record and then uh for the season i was at like 90 something and one of the dads from like 07 like called in the admin that mill kid didn't break the record my kid got 99 <laughs> <laughs> all right whatever bro like so yeah i ended up breaking it uh breaking it but that that game that that 10 that 10 game, um, I made eight and a half. Like, I only had four points in the first half, and I ended up with 32. So, I had 28 in the second half. Um, just kind of went up. What a sicko. The yeah, volleyball was, line rager. It was senior night. It was forever. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I'm just like, oh Jack, bro, to make, to make that many threes and a half, you're just a sicko. Yeah, it was, it was, it was sick. Yeah, it was, <clears> it was gross. But it was like that first, uh, I was – so the game before, I had the worst game I've ever played in my life. It was against the number one team in the nation, Northwest. They used to put a 6'10 big on me that was, like, longer and athletic. And then they would just load up in the gaps. So they'd pressure the shit out of me and load up in the gaps. And man, they scouted the shit out of me so well. Like, that team was so well coached. Well, well they, they were a well-oiled machine, bro. Three of their guys are in the G League right now. But, yeah, so I had the worst game of my life. And then that next game – I'm sitting there at halftime on senior night. My grandma, a whole bunch of people were out there. They got signs that say, like, because I led the I led the league in threes made and I led the league in technicals. So they had, <laughs> they, had these, they had these signs that said uh more threes, less T's, right? So I'm, yes. I'm like, I like that I'm a like, lot. Hey, that's a really great. good like show. my whole family's wrapping up the shirts, the signs. Oh like, my god. And your name is Tyus too. So that's just like yeah, the T, yeah, like yeah. it's just awesome. I'm just sticking out like a sore thumb on senior night, like four points, bummy. And then I just I don't know, something kind of just flipped that I remember sitting there like, man, is this really how I'm gonna go out? And we were down by like six or seven, and then we ended up mopping them by like twenty-two went unconscious, but um I remember my assistant's like, hey, like, you're shooting a good percentage right now, so don't, you know, don't get triggered off. I'm like, fuck that. I told him, I was like, fuck that. And then, uh, no, Sunday, I tried to take me out. He's like, we had nine. We were up. We were up whatever, and I tied the record. Sunday, was like, no, you're out. I'm like, no, I got it. I got it on the record. And the coaches had beef, like, from way back in the day. Some D1 they both coached at. They butted heads and went different ways. So, it was like a personal thing. Like they didn't shake our hands after the game after I hit that last three because there was we were up. It was from we half court, obviously. Yeah. We were, well, yeah, we were up sixteen, and then they put me back in, and I just you know just dribble dribble pull up from the from the volleyball line. Yeah, <laughs> just the best yeah. shot. Yeah, that's, that's why we work good. on it, baby. That's why we work yeah. on it right there. So yeah, good. We work on that, but yeah. So then uh, that, and then the one hundred one made threes in the season. And honestly, I shot like crap at the beginning of the season. So it was mostly just like conference. Like it's crazy. I got snubbed, bro. I was I led the conference. I was I was top five or led the conference in over six offensive categories. And I got honorable mention my senior year. And we were fourth, and we were fourth in the conference. 
this is the thing, all right? I led the league in tees. If the refs had any say, they ain't both my ass. I was on refs' ass every game. <laughs> There's a standard you need to withhold every single game. I'm, I, you know, I definitely could do a better job. And and now, now you know, looking back, it was probably pretty ridiculous, and I deserved a lot of the technicals. And right? probably how you looked with the man bun and the beard. Sure, the man bun, and the Cali. I'm like super yeah, yeah, pale. Yeah, I'll yeah, very, yeah. And love handles, like it was just. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good look out there for sure. Yeah. So that it, you know, and then coaches like you know me, bro. I I'll I'll chirp at a coach like I don't give a shit. So like. I had a couple in, in, I wouldn't say altercations, but interactions where coaches, you know, like, he said not like, altercations, you know, but it is, yeah, you know, just interactions. Like, like, like a couple of times I remember I went up to one of the coaches, like, hey, is that on the scout? Cause I'm, I'm wide the fuck open. And then, and you know, shut the fuck up five, da, 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 some, 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 you know? <laughs> and then like in the, in the, in the line at the end, they'd be like, Hey, number five needs to shut up. Like he's talking to me in the game. Da, 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 da. So just, I definitely didn't create, like, you know, it's on, like, the Jared Wall effect. Like, you either love him <laughs> or you hate him. Like, you love him on your team or you just can't stand the kid. You can't stand him on the other team. That was me. So good. Yeah. This is a this great is- – so, so, with that being said, <laughs> yes. our starting five topic for today, um, you know, Tyus, like he just said, brought a lot of energy, whether positive and or negative. It's up for you to decide. Jared Wall – yeah, this guy's crazy. Um, we have starting five NBA all time spark plugs, uh, energizer bunnies, uh, whatever you want to call them. But basically, the last five minutes of what Tyus just described between him scoring 28 and a half, but also leading the lead in text, I think that's a perfect <laughs> way to sum it up. Perfect yeah. way to sum it up. Um, so Tyus, uh, you know, the way it works here is we let the guests decide how we uh go about our uh order and picking we usually do a snake draft but you can choose uh however you want to do it today uh, but yeah we got starting five all yeah, time I, nba um, let's spark plug. it's it's up to you know what i i'm not good with shit like that you guys whatever goes smooth all right ties we'll go snake draft you get to pick the order though just pick who you what order you want people to pick at so it'll be like one two three four and then roundabout like you're doing a fancy football draft so you pick the order who you want to go where so uh uh Jared first, uh, Luke second, uh, Tommy third, me fourth. Real savvy. All right, yeah. Anchor, yeah. Let's do it. All right, okay. So, at point guard, this guy did not last in the league for very long. But, man, I really just could not leave this guy off the list because if you look at him when he played, like, one, yes, he was super annoying. Two, he did not look like a basketball player. And three, when he would play – he was so white, his cheeks would get so beat red that the guy just looked like he was like gonna explode out there. Give me Aaron Kraft at my yeah. point guard. Aaron You kind of look like Aaron Kraft. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Aaron Kraft at my point guard. Played with the Warriors for a little bit, played for a couple of teams, but yeah, Aaron really Kraft. a March Madness like, legend though. Like, yeah, March Madness legend. Yeah, legend, guy would man. do anything in college. Like he was the man yeah. in college. I, I really, you know, just I could not really shoot. Tall. Like could not shoot to save his life, and that's probably why he couldn't, couldn't stay there. It's a good pick. So that's my it's point. Pick. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my point guard. Uh, my point guard. I believe his in. You know, this is going to sound pretty bad, but his entire career was based off of arguably the greatest spark plug run of all time. 
Um, I have Jeremy Lin. Mm. I have Jeremy Lin. Oh, I knew I should have gone there for. Um, oh, I, I, I think I think his three game stretch yeah. of Lin Sandy is the definition yeah. of being a spark plug. Um, yeah. and his career yeah. was made off of that. So that's I. I yeah, I had to have that's a there. great great call, Luke. I thought I could wait till the two, but no. Sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, my point guard. Uh, this I've got my guy here, still in the league currently, and he's he's been a spark plug for years. And he was cooking the other day. Actually, I was watching it. Give me TJ McConnell. Give me TJ McConnell. Oh my god, that was mine. I love. TJ oh McConnell. man, I actually like to think. Yes. I, I like to think that parts of my game I play like TJ McConnell. I like to play like TJ McConnell. So. Oh wow! I think that's a lot a of people one. would agree with that. Yeah, yeah that's a great take. Great take. Uh, parents wise for sure guys you can rock with the same pick you can have the same pick if you feel yeah, like your five is yeah. better right? but... I got a backup there's right, no there better spark plug than white chocolate you know he's it's gonna come in make a crazy pass crazy yeah. play get the crowd on their feet I, I wasn't I wasn't around or able to walk at the time but I guarantee if I was an Arco in the early 2000s when when he was just doing his thing it would be a or what is it? Late late nineteen hundreds, I guess. Nineteen um, hundreds, wasn't it? Like or, or you know, like nineteen ninety eight. I feel like it's kind of around. What uh, it was. Spot. It was like it was like early two thousands. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Because I remember what we got robbed and we had Bibby. So. No. Trying to. Only one in two thousand four was Shaq. So it was like yeah, late late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I'm going with white chocolate. My, my original pick was TJ, but I'll go with, I'll go with white chocolate. All right. All right ties is back to you at shooting guard. Back to shooting guard here. Shooting guard. Um, you know, he had a really good game tonight. Light the beam Malik Monk. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that's a good pick. Good pick. Yeah. yeah. Wait, he had 40 tonight. Yeah, he's a he's he's, he's a like explosive. Man. Yeah, he's super explosive. He's, he is. Yeah. He's a spark plug for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tom, what you pick. got? Um, this guy, he he, I, I think he actually won his sixth man of the year at one point in his career. But um, so that's that's perfect for us. You bring him in and he's scoring eight points in a row, and then you might not hear from him for a couple minutes, and then he'll score eight points in a row again. Uh, give me give me the Brazilian blur, Leandro Barbosa. Yeah, oh, Barbosa. nice pick, man. That's Don't a homer really like pick. Straight, a nice pick. Straight bucket, man. Wow. Straight I like bucket. That. That's a nice pick. I, I really like that pick. Um, I'm I'm really glad that I was able to get this pick at shooting guard. Um, I was really worried going third here, but I mean, you want to talk about microwave buckets, uh, bad shots that are going to go in. We're talking J.R. Smith at the shooting guard. Uh, <laughs> I need, I need J.R. Smith in, and people, people remember the J.R. Smith on, on the Cavs taking awful contested jumpers and making them, but there was a J.R. Smith on the Knicks that would come in and light Madison square garden up with a crazy mm-hmm. pullback, a crazy 360 dunk. And that's, that's even again, New Orleans, New Orleans nuggets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Nuggets yeah. J.R. Yeah. When he, Oh my God, we yeah. took off from like the free throw line. Like on Tony Parker. those are, those are energizing crazy. plays. So like, yeah. I, you got to throw them in there. No, that's a great pick. I like that pick. Um, for my shooting guard, I got the, I kind of went back and forth whether I was going to do like a like up and coming player or a like staple here. Uh, I think since you took Jeremy Lin, I'm going to go staple uh, just to make sure I get him in my lineup. Um, again, when this guy came in the league, he was he no one thought he would be as good as he ended up becoming. But man, that guy made electrifying plays. I remember watching him as a rookie play the Warriors and uh, give me Russ, man. Russ at the shooting guard. Mm. Russ is a 
a yeah. spark plug. Whether he's off sure. the bench or he's starting the game, like he's like not playing around. Like yeah. you know what you're getting out of that. No, I like that. <laughs> um at small forward, now I have to I had to take it back a little bit as I am the resident historian here, uh Tyus. Um this was the heyday before the championship days. Uh, but this guy, man, he would hit a crazy contested three or he would windmill on somebody, but in the we believe days, it was Jason Richardson, man. Jason Richardson. Uh, what a spark yeah. that guy was, man. Like That's a guy guy would win dunk contests, guy would bang threes, like man, he was he was fun to watch, man. He was those were like, fun days. This like 360 windmill you'll ever see. Yeah. Like yeah. smoothest. Him and him and him and Vince. Him and yeah, Vince. for sure. Uh yeah, so that's uh, my my small forward, like Jason that. Richardson. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um my small forward, I think my small forward really falls in the category of love to have him on your team, hate to play against him. Um, he's a fellow G leaguer, uh, but you know, he has his name stamped in, in the history books of the league. I got Lance Stevenson at small forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I think, I think in terms of just, just coming in, knowing your role and just spreading energy within your team, whatever it takes to do that, Lance Stevenson was going to do that. Um, so I think yeah. he has to be on this lineup. He was like probably the first LeBron agitator too, right? Was he the Shit, first like real be. LeBron agitator? I to mean, like actually make impact yeah. and get him in, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he was like a real agitator, like, that's, like a, that's a really good pick. Blowing in the year is just Yeah. It'll go yeah. down in history. You have to you have to just be okay with whatever the repercussions are because I'm trying to do something. <laughs> if you sign him, yeah. Time. If you <laughs> He is so funny, dude. He, yeah. That guy's amazing. Hooping in the G too. Yeah, I know. I saw, yeah, I saw that. Um, my three, we're gonna have a little. We're gonna have a smaller lineup this go around, but that's okay because because this guy, this guy can get hot in a hurry as well. Uh, we saw it on the big stage against Braun, NBA Finals. Give me the Jet, Jason Terry. Ooh, Jason Terry. I like that pick. That's he was nice in my. Pick, he was Tom. in my reserve. Lame. That's a really good pick. <laughs> Lame, you know, I wasn't right. thinking I'd hear that name, but I love the pick. Yeah, that's, Lame, that's a nice bro. pick, Tom. Thank so you. That's a heady play. That's a that's a legend right there. Tatting the tatting the uh, the trophy on his arm right with the mask before the season before the season started. He's so tough for that. Come on, bro. Yeah, he knew. He knew. Come on. That, that, All right. That, that was with Miami in the big three. Yeah. Yeah, he knew though. He had dirt. Crazy. Dirt. Is it me now? Yeah. yeah it small is. forward. You got small, small forward and then power forward. forward, power, forward. Turn. power forward. Okay. Small forward, just definitely in the GOAT conversation. I, it's, you know, very generic, but LeBron James. I mean, who's going to come in and give you a tomahawk slam, 14 boards and maybe 10 <laughs> rebounds, or I mean 10 assists at age 52? You know, like nobody. He is. So, That's fair. Yeah, it's just nuts. Like, they, even some chase down blocks, his windmills now, like the, the, the infamous tomahawk at age 50 is crazy. I can it's definitely crazy. say I calling him fifty not, is crazy. I did not <laughs> expect to hear LeBron on a spark like, plug. A spark, how is that not a spark plug though? That's it's a generational crazy. spark plug. No one is arguing. I'm something, not. Something I, I came in, he came just, in to Sacramento just sparking spark plug straight as a rookie, like you know. So then <laughs> on to the next, just from spark plug to kind of like crackhead spark plug. Power forward Dennis Rodman. Here we go. That's my boy. My idol. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I think that's <laughs> oh man, that's a good pick though. That's a really good pick, man. Um yeah, I hear I hear the Dennis Rodman and, and I'm gonna keep it going. I've got I've got I've got scores, man. My team my team is they're not gonna guard a soul, but they're gonna fill it up. Um give me this guy's a vet, man, two thousand tens legend. Give me Al Harrington. At the four. Yes, I love Al that. Harrington. I freaking love that, man. Al oh, Harrington is a basket. He's a basket. Yeah, that's a great pick. I'm just, you I love what? the Homer, I, the Homerism going you know on. I'm going to go I'm from the same it. era, and I'm, I'm disregarding my Dennis Rodman pick. <laughs> okay. First time, I'm going back. I'm, we're done. This is my only mulligan. Give me Boris Diaw. Yeah! Oh my <laughs> goodness! No left hand, yeah. Boris Dio. This guy Go literally just mulliganed his pick. That's awesome. 30, 30 uh, minutes, zero points, or thirty minutes, forty-two. Like he just never knew, but he turned it on like that. Jared, Boris I'm, I'm going with I'm going with Denver Nuggets, Al Harrington, though. Not, I, not uh, Warriors, Al Harrington. Oh, I like We Believe, Al Harrington. That's that's fair. That's fair. I'll give All you right. a We Believe guy, though. Yes. Yeah. Luke, what you got, man? <laughs> drafted the Charlotte Harrington back in the day. Um, I'm not sure where he got drafted. I, I remember guys. playing video games, and he was on Charlotte. He was Bob on guy. Charlotte. He was on Atlanta. He, he bounced around. He got buckets wherever he went. Real journeyman. Uh, okay. So my power forward. I took a route here that was more like a electrifying plays um route, where this guy at, at any given moment could could turn the arena on with with a crazy dunk. Arguably one of the most underrated greatest dunkers of all time. I got Stromile Swift at the power forward. Nice. Boom. Wow. I think in in, in look if, if you don't know if you don't know about it, look it up because I'm telling you yeah, look if, it up. any His any dunk, of these type yeah. of dunks, the any of these dunks in in today's social media age would literally break the internet. Break the internet. And so break you want to talk about electrifying, that is the definition of it. The guy literally windmilled off vert in a game. For what reason? <laughs> like, like for why? no reason. He was why would so you do bouncy. That? Uh, okay, so at power forward, um, I feel like this might be a boring pick, but uh, I, I feel like I had to throw some some uh, current players on there. This guy just plays stupid hard all the time, and you know what you're always going to get from him. The light's always going to be on. Give me Giannis. Giannis at the yeah, power forward. That's a good pick. The, the light's always going to be on. You never have to question. I don't know if he's checking out Harrington, but that's a good pick. Yeah. yeah all right. See me in the post. <laughs> Um, and then at center, this is Ty has talked about some of his back in the days. This is the back in the day. This is where you guys have all seen it. My trash talk was started here. And this guy, spark plug, good or bad, he's one of the best. Give me KG, man. He's the best <laughs> trash talker of all time. KG, yeah. psych. That guy would find a way to either ignite you into trying to kill him or ignite you into winning the game with him. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's really good. well said. Uh, Very, well I definitely, said. I, I was definitely thinking about KG. Um, I went with a really niche specific route on this one. Um, I have Dwight Howard. Now, I don't <laughs> want Dwight Howard. No, no, no. Listen, let me explain. I want Dwight Howard specifically the second stint he had with the Lakers because I believe Dwight Howard. Yeah, he was tough. Was a integral reason why they were able to get over that hump. You look at what Jokic is doing to bigs in the league today. 
they put Dwight Howard against Jokic in the bubble, and he was able yeah. to to stop him. He was able to yeah. to be a force. And for someone at the latter part of his career on the decline, the dude's literally in Taiwan now, shooting three point contests. He came into the Lakers after he was already berated for the the poor performance he had the first time he was on that team with, and accepted his role of I'm going to come off the bench and be a defensive stopper against who is going to become the best player in the league. And he was he was a spark. He was an energizer and a spark for that's them. A, that's that's actually home. a good pick. That's a really good pick. We're number 39, too. Super random. Just ugly. Who's doing that? Um, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's doing a lot of things center, he shouldn't be doing. Like, <laughs> any, anyway, anyway, we're going to move on from that. My center, um, this guy's been on a list of mine before. Pretty sure I got made fun of for uh, mentioning my YouTube highlights that I used to watch of this guy. Um you know, Ty says white chocolate. I raise white chocolate with chocolate thunder. Give me Daryl Dawkins, the original backboard breaker. Give me Daryl Dawkins. Jim Ball at the is just finding his way into the podcast. Left Dude, and right. Wow. That's Darryl. gonna be the best five you've ever, ever picked. Tom. I'm not gonna lie. That, Thanks, that's brother. the most diverse, like electrifying five I've ever heard. Honestly. Well, I hope I get your vote. I hope I get your vote. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Uh, so you got the center, man. Uh, center, he's young, but he's a unicorn. I got Wemby. I got. Oh, Wemby. I like nice. that. That's a nice pick. Nice. I thought about that. That's I, nice. I don't know I any other like rookie that comes in the league, and I, mean, I don't know how many blocks he's averaging. He's got to average three to four. Like, yeah, he's leading the league. Yeah, I mean, obviously his height, but like, and then you, you see him like. There's even been a couple of spills where you're like, oh shit, this guy's gonna like be out for two, three weeks. Like, no, pop right back up. Like, yeah. It's kind of crazy, like the his body and and how he's making it translate at such a high level in the league. And like, I think he's just you're we're just like obviously only seeing like the smallest little bit of electrifying games, which is crazy. Like twenty, they're only playing him like twenty six minutes a game. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they won't even I, let him play thirty six. No, exactly. So <laughs> you know, like imagine that, like geez, so. That's yeah. what I, I got Wemby and then uh for my walk-on pick. Man, like no better walk-on pick than the 916 local Jordan Ford. Nice. Electrifying nice. walk-on pick. Nice pick. Good pick. Good pick for Fordo. In my yeah. opinion, you know, you, you stick him on any any two-way in the league, he, he goes and gets minutes and he's gonna he's gonna offensively give you some points. Like he's gonna score the Absolutely. ball. Absolutely. I think we know it more than anybody from growing up with them being around. Yeah, guy so filled it up. He can fill it up, and he can fill it up yeah. quick. Great pick. I like that. Great pick. Uh, my walk on. I've got another got another great pick in my eyes. Uh, this this is a J.R. Smith type score. Um, this guy this guy was the truth, man. He was the truth. He was so good in two K too. Give me OJ. Give me OJ Mayo. Give me OJ Mayo, bro. <laughs> USC was, Trojans alum. He was so freaking nice. Such a bucket getter. Every single time I hear it's a good pick. Every single time I hear the name OJ Mayo, I think so. I had a I had a um a dude a gym that I went to that there was a dude that uh used to like train us like athletic training there. And he was in the same graduating class as OJ Mayo and he said that he pulled up to the eighth grade nationals to play OJ Mayo's team and OJ Mayo drove his team to the game as an eighth grade. <laughs> That's insane. That's crazy. Like, what are we it's doing? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 
My bad. Walk on. Walk on. I have a I have a current player that um I think has found a very successful role in this league uh, as being a, a pest, as being an annoying person to be on the opposite uh, the opposing mm-hmm. team with. I got Jose Alvarado. Yeah, that's good, pick. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. The the sneaky the, steal the on sneak, the inbound. The sneak up steal. It, it not yeah. only gets your team revved up and hyped up. Everybody loves it. You're watching the yeah. game. Hey, you know, it's here, just, he goes, here he goes. <laughs> like even your grandma loves that. He that's like, yeah. look at this little, this guy little guy out here. Out yeah, it's just you know, he's literally a little energized bunny out there. But hey, the guy has found a role, and he's probably yes, going to stick around shoot. the league for a while. Yeah, yo, it's actually awesome. to piggyback on the Jose Alvarado. So I was in a men's league the other day, Thursday nights at shoot three sixty, and I'm I'm on with Will Fitzpatrick and. uh Will gets mad at me when I do little shit like that, but I I went up against the wall after a layup and I made it, and I just stood there on the wall and I just full on Jose Alvarado like I got it, like I'm sprinting, I'm going to poke it, and Will's just like, get back on defense, like what are you doing? And I just whiff, like absolutely whiff <laughs> the ball, like don't get it at all, and I just let out the scream like, oh damn. And then, um, and then Will just the whole free throw. He's like, "What are you thinking? Just play defense." Da, da, da. I'm like, "Whoa, bro, I had it. Like, I Jose Alvarado, I had it." And then Ellis was just like dying on the side, like dying. This just is such dying. a Will Fitzpatrick kind of situation. He was so mad at me. Oh like, what do you mean? Like, I just, I, I Jose does it. I was trying to do it. That's amazing. That makes me so happy that, that you guys are playing together. And I want to get there so bad. You know, we don't lose. Whenever we're like together, it's it's yeah. Whenever it's you have like, the big three, GB, GB, okay. Someone, someone call Chris. Someone call Chris. There's a spark plug right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to for better or for worse. I had to switch it up here. Um. I wanted to go anti-spark plug simply based on the fact that uh, – hear me out, Luke. I can see your face. I understand on his pick. No, 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 no. This is actually a legit pick. See, Shout you out to always, Slow Mo, though. You, know, you always hate on my picks, but I literally have a lot of thought process behind this. So <laughs> this guy not only is a spark plug, like, for a game-to-game basis, but, like, this guy sparks championships. <laughs> And he's one of the best players in the league. And when he plays, it's magical. You just don't know how many games he's going to play. So give me Kawhi. Because when it happens and he plays, he's a spark. Like, they win. You get traded to the Raptors. Win a championship. Raptors have been complete crap since he left. And were completely useless before he got there. So it's like... (laughs) He is like the spark, like that one dying light. I hear, I hear the, I hear it, I hear it. I get, I get it. And and he's emotionless, like he's an emotionless, yeah, Yeah, he's an emotionless spark. Like he's just like the sun. Like every when you wake up in the morning, every single one of us when you wake up, Jared's Jared's going to be essentially saying Jared's saying that Kawhi Kawhi is is like the sun is crazy. (laughs) Jared Jared is saying that Kawhi Leonard is that apple brick adapter that you're looking for like your other one dies and you're like damn i need to charge my phone tonight and you're looking in every drawer in the house and oh i found one right here that's what jared is saying Kawhi leonard is essentially because he plays every <laughs> once a month and they win they win the clippers yeah, are probably gonna win, win this year plays. all right he's, man, he's gonna play 60 games this year they're gonna win 
Yeah, man. No, you got a point. Uh, all right, thank you. That's you have all I some great you. points right here, too. Oh, okay, so, Tyus, you're still young in your fatherhood, um, so you haven't picked up the game of golf yet, but I'm sure you will at some point. Um, you Will will definitely not be golfing with you based on your antics. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, some guys, man, some guys don't bring the juice, but rain or shine, I'm going to get my 50 chips a night to spark my round and light the fireworks. Me shooting under par will always burn bright. That was nice. Nice, Jared. That was a good that one. That was a really good one, Jay. I like that one, actually. Thanks, man. That, was, that was nice. That was my I haiku love, I love Poet Jared, man. So good every time. That was really good. Tyus, brother. Man, yeah, we, hey, we, we, can't, we can't thank you enough, man. This was this was hilarious. I, yeah, as, expected. as expected. This was this was a long episode. It was a great episode. Yeah. We apologize to our editing team that's going to have to bleep out all of Tyus's curse words. Dude, but um, You know me, man. I'm a older guy. I, it might just say explicit. I don't know. We'll we'll have to. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> when yeah. the editing team sits down and edits this, we will have to. I didn't. It. I didn't read that that packet you guys sent me of the pre. Uh, <laughs> the disclaimer. The you just signed meeting. it and sent it back to Jared. Yes. Yeah, so. uh, for those for those that can't tell, Tyus is obviously one of the funniest basketball players I have ever played with, whoever worked out with. Man, I miss I miss working out with you, Tyus, because those were some of the funniest training sessions of all time. So. Oh yeah, those um, were the days. For it sure, was but... just normally I would just be doing it to keep you guys light on your toes and then just just boom flip the switch and then just murder you when we went live. That was pretty <laughs> much that was my aunt. That was why I did it. That was the mentality. Yeah. To keep you guys <laughs> keep you guys on your toes. Oh, man. I love it, man. Ty, I love Ty, you. I love you, dude. I really love you, man. Guys, Thank man, you. Thank real. you so much for coming Thanks on for here. Oh, we appreciate you. Exiting words, you know, light the beam. Okay. And uh, no more, no more seventeen dribble combos. You know, shit that translates only. These are your favorite walk-ons, and we're walking out. <laughs> <laughs>